Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. The Fairweather Podcast is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Hi! Yo! I'm still on mute. (laughs) It was super quiet and I was on mute. Man. We, we the best podcast. Oh, how's everyone doing? We're back. We're back. We are We're back. officially back. It's like two now. We got a schedule now. Mm-hmm. What perfect timing. See? Right? That's why we skipped last week. Gotta wait for that schedule to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Got the got the locks out. It's one of those days. Just, yeah, I was telling Alan before you joined in, it's the first time I've drank on a Tuesday in a long time. Well, get used to it because it's about to keep going. Oh, no. Cheers. Cheers, guys. I got the uh, raspberry tea, truly. Uh-oh. Mango lemonade, about to make myself a crazy Arnold A concoction. Arnold Palmer. Yeah, but this is definitely not his name's not Arnold though. So give him another name. Give him another name. Hmm. Besides Arnold? Yeah, because I mean, look at that. Raspberry tea and mango lemonade. That's four flavors. I need I need oh. another name besides Arnold. Yeah, that's not like it's not like tropic enough for all those fruits. It's Arnold yeah. his name's Arnaldo Palmer. How about that? How all about right. a woman's name? That's more okay. tropical. Okay, what you got? Like I don't know. Oh. Al- oh. Alberta Arnold. Brew wants to chime in. Brew's yeah. excited too. Call it beer. Call it beer. Okay. Yeah, because I have to keep my on? good. I have to keep my door open because my wife is visiting her sister in Denver, and so I can't have them like barking about going outside. But with the door open, there's like some noises outside, and so uh, Brew and or Jasper might uh, make more than one appearance on the podcast tonight. So. Nice. Um, no, things are going all right. Uh, it's officially second week of spring break. Uh, we're getting ready to go back in the classroom next week. So uh, one more week of staying at home in my PJs before I have to wear real pants. Oh. By real pants, I mean like pants that have like a, a tie instead of a button, I think, right now. And rock pants on the first day of school. Yeah. <laughs> Ronaldo just- Palmer. Arnaldo Palmer. Ronaldo Palmer. That's a good R- one. Ronaldo. Hey, Ronaldo Palmer. And then it's basically soccer esque. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There's my boy. See your boy? That's the drink you, you drink when you only want to score on penalty kicks. The Ronaldo Palmer. Hey, don't <laughs> let me start. At, oh, this is spiked, by the way. You know that, right? Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. Truly I are. Wow. That's more like a was it John Daly? Is that what they call it when it's like spiked lemonade and Ooh, John Daly, yeah. dude, that's pimp. Okay. okay, I'm drinking Maker's Mark on the rocks. Ooh, nice choice. Like the glass. Tell me about it. This is a Pittsburgh area code. Okay, I got it in Pittsburgh two years ago. So D- digging it. I I saw it was the 41, and I thought, how'd you know my birthday was coming up in a few months? I turned 41 before you, boy. That's right. Well, I didn't, you know, I thought, didn't want to throw the age out there with the lady, you know? I don't care. Dang, you're old. I am old. Woo! Yeah, because how old are you? Like 28? 38. (laughs) (laughs) So. We got the olds up in here. Old, team old. Two balls and a mic that got a couple of Kona beers. You drinking? You're drinking big label beers. You're not drinking the independent stuff. Right. Same with Chris. That's what I'm I saying. You're getting ready for Padre season, you know, because they have fair. big, big labels. Yeah. So uh, I'm. Thank you for joining half, us. Go. Yeah. What, I'm what are you drinking? Doing? A half from Modern Times. Mm. Ooh. Oh, quick shout out to Two Balls. They're giving away season tickets. To what? every game this season, so every right. game you have a chance to win. Uh, we, I, haven't been, I haven't been given details, but I know that some of it is going to be engagement with the community 
and ways to win some of those tickets. So if you still need tickets to a San Diego loyal match, uh, hit up two balls and a mic or follow them, follow them and find out how you can win some tickets to an upcoming loyal match. I might have to try to win some of those tickets. Ooh. Yeah, Chris. Bring out some friends. You never know. Thank you to our loyal listeners, watchers, for being here on our new time, new date. Taco Tuesday. Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah, we're doing Tuesdays for now for the foreseeable future. So true. Make sure you tune in. Our loyal listeners get it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The joke was about as movable as the barge ship in the middle of the ocean, right? <gasps> oh, Ooh. man. Those memes. <laughs> it is free. It is free. Anyways, we should get into what we need to talk about. Yeah. So some news broke um, not that long ago. Let me find the article. Um, I pulled up the one from our friend of the pod, Jeff Reuter, from March 29th, uh, announcing that the Charlotte Independence majority owner, Dan D'Amico, is selling his stake in the club. Now, since this article came out, um, he has said that it wasn't because of any pressure of his pretty racist tweets. Um, But that is kind of the pressure that a lot of groups, including... Uh, the Independent Supporters Council came out and uh, came out against the owner. And this has been kind of building for a while. Uh, and another uh, soccer friend of ours, uh, Soccer Goose, had a, a longtime supporter of Charlotte Independence, had been pushing for USL to address um, a, while they claim that they're anti-racist, uh, to have an owner that was tweeting out uh, conspiracy theories regarding uh, COVID-19 virus uh, and kind of building into the um, the Asian uh, acts of Asian hate uh, or hate toward Asians. I shouldn't say Asian hate because that sounds like they're the ones hating um, in the AAPI community. Uh, so that news just broke, which is kind of a big deal in uh, USL uh, to kind of get a to put enough pressure to force someone to shell, share their or to sell their stake. Are you guys have any of you guys have any comments or thoughts on this? You know, I haven't been as active as I as I could in that, but I know that Ben was very uh, vocal about his displeasure. Maybe I don't I don't know. I think he handled it very professionally, but it was definitely very a hot topic for him when it was when he met with him back in uh last year at some point um but i think um you know what i'm going to say about this is you know there comes a point where you just have to like be held accountable for what you say publicly and you know in among circles and i know that him being forced to sell you know whatever is being forced or he chose to do this um I also kind of am curious about the other people within that organization or other people within the USL and why did it take so long? Because if this was such a problem and he's doing it now, one, why now? And then two, why hasn't any other, why haven't any other people talked about it when it comes to this stuff? So that's my position. What about you, Chris? Well, I think that obviously with the change in administration, it probably, you know, became a little bit easier to make things happen this way. Um, Just because of the fact that, you know, the the tides are trying to change. I I think it's Mm -hmm. crazy that, you know, that that it even took this long. I mean, you know, it makes you wonder how much the public influence really had on it. I mean, obviously... You know, every supporters group on Twitter was certainly tweeting, um, even the USL, um, mm-hmm. you know, at every uh, ditch of the way, just to basically mm-hmm. just reiterate the same thing. Um, it It's good that they are finally addressing that, though. And I know I, I saw some tweets, I think, Alan, you, you had one, and uh, it had seemed like maybe the USL had only posted this on maybe a couple of their platforms. 
And so then, therefore, it was kind of like, well, are they only really addressing the platforms where people are the loudest, but they're not really addressing the platforms where, you know, mm-hmm. like they don't need to put something maybe on their Instagram because maybe no one's really hollering at them on Instagram. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and so maybe they were in a way trying to plug holes by doing that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe, uh, maybe there was, maybe they, they, the league itself, like definitely needs to make sure that if they're posting on one, they post on all their platforms. That's how I see it. But as far as like the club itself, I mean, they're right to sell the shares and, you know, things are being managed the way it is. So it looks like they're going about it. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd love to know kind of like other folks sentiment. I know that Ben was a little bit um, spited by the fact that it seemed like they just weren't like the league wasn't consistent about how they posted it. Yeah. 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 And it's, um, it was something that um, I reached out to Ben and let him know that we were going to be chatting about it a little bit. Um, to try to you know kind of spread the word to say hey um, as you know independent supporters groups as people who have some platforms to speak out against stuff especially when you're holding your team accountable it's tough to do um, you have to like put yourself in a position of kind of being uncomfortable right this is a team that you really love and support and you've been supporting it for years and now you have to kind of publicly call out some behaviors that maybe weren't uh, in line with what you thought the team was going to be about. Um, the independence um, has tons of players who have spoken out um, on race and racism in the past. You have some of the more vocal players in the league when it comes to uh, talking about the I- issues of race and racism. They're on that team. Uh, so it was uh, kind of an interesting situation where you have a very vocal and engaged players uh, group and you have this owner who speaks kind of differently and Edwards um, Jake Edwards uh, who is the USL president came out and said Dan Domenico does not speak on behalf of USL you know we stand in support of equality diversity inclusion yada 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 Uh, so it's nice to see something it was very like hush hush under the there was here and there, but USL didn't make a big deal about it, and so that it's on us to continue to shine that light and make sure that it's like, oh, he's going to sell, and then maybe he just that never sells. We need to keep the pressure up to make sure that the the people who are representing this league teams are who we want them to be and represent um, a lot of. Um, a lot of our positive influences in our community. Um, disappointed, GFN. GFN. Yeah, so yes. no statements about the specific issues. They simply stated not be an owner, and that's why we're talking about it. That's why we're bringing bringing this up and and kind of shining a light on it. Like I said, if you have a subscription to the article or a Athletic, uh, there's a report on the Athletic. Uh, there's tons of stuff on the interwebs and on Twitter. That's where it's lived mostly on the Twitter machines. Um, but if you just search Dan D'Amico independence, you'll see tons of articles and people have been pretty vocal um, about putting out that information about why big deal. So we wanted to uh, amplify that and uh, make sure that people were kind of aware because it, there may come a time where we step up as a group and, and, and call something out. It might be for loyal, hopefully not. Uh, it might be something else in the league, but we need to model this behavior that we're willing to stand up and speak out. Amen. Yes. As I drop my phone loudly. You just Preach. Preach. <laughs> yeah, no. Very good points, I think. You know, um, and I don't even know who that is. GFM. But um, it might be name i don't remember glenn maybe i don't know um anyways uh yeah i think you know usl not not providing details of why he wasn't or any specifics on that is like it really helps 
um, you know, force these conversations that need to be had to to understand what's going on. You know, it's not just like, okay, let's rip the bandaid off. It's done. Let's push it under the rug. You know what I mean? And if they say they're committed to something and then they don't, they're not that transparent, then how, what can we do? You know? Yeah. So. Like we, with a lot of the stuff that they set up for the season, I was hoping that something would come out before kickoff about way, what they were addressing about uh, racial and homophobic language on the pitch. We haven't heard anything about that yet. And so it's on us to, if we, if it keeps going and we don't hear anything, uh, we need to, keep on uh keep on pushing and keep on asking those questions um we're all a little bit crazy uh so let's get on to some more exciting news schedule release this morning 11 a.m sure everybody checked that out uh i know i did i put them all into my calendar already both home and away just so i don't miss them color coded them and everything uh how excited are you guys now we have a schedule chris how excited I'm are you? Oh, is he frozen? He is right. that excited. <laughs> this is how excited Chris is. Chris is speechless. You're He's muted. speechless. <laughs> you muted. My I'm my muted. computer had actually froze for a minute, so okay, a little, a little crazy. But <laughs> we asked you your your reaction, and you were just frozen. So <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are crazy. <laughs> guys, um, you guys. So we we know what the home opener is. Let's put up this schedule. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit. So let's do it. This is the first of three images. So we are away. So the the gray is away and the orange is home, obviously. So I am excited to start at Phoenix on April 30th. Yeah, that one's um, gonna be spicy. That's how we ended our season. Now we get to start our season with them. Mm. I, I think I talked about this before. I think there's gonna be some sort of bridge building, sort of reconciliation that happens between the teams here. I think it's important that they do start off uh, with Phoenix uh, to kind of mend some fences, if you will, um, and. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what it's going to be, but, um, I, I think it's kind of important to get it started off on the right foot to say, you know, to come out with a joint statement or come out with a joint action or something. Um, we might see some things as we get closer to this game about some ways that we as a community can get involved and support the LGBTQ community. Um, and if they don't, then, you know, it's on us to, to do that. Um, but yeah, I think it's a big game for Loyal to start out at Phoenix. I would love for them to beat Phoenix and then go ahead and take their open cup spot while they're at it. Nice. Uh, <laughs> lordy, lordy, lordy. Already, already. I'm not even in, I'm like in preseason banter Bance. form. Bance, Bance. <laughs> Bance, um, Bance, Bance, Bance. Before we dig into any of the loyal matches, looking at the rest of the schedule for the USL, I'm not sure if you got a chance to peruse, um, but any matchups outside of San Diego loyal that you are, I, in either of you two are interested in watching or paying attention to? Well, I have to say I'm interested in the, uh, the Phoenix um, Oakland roots match. Um, I'm looking just forward to see what Oakland Roots does. I mean, I know that they have, you know, some some energy for sure. I'm interested. Obviously, I think we're all kind of looking to see, you know, how what transition they're going to make. You know what I mean? Coming from the NISA into USL, like, are they going to be impactful? Is it going to be like the way Miami was, where it was like they came in like all badass, and then all of a sudden it was like just a very flat kind of subpar season. Um, the other one I'm looking forward to is that Miami and Tampa Bay Rowdies just – with that, you know, I mean, we know that Miami FC spent a lot of money, you know, they're like doing what Phoenix does. And so to see them versus what Tampa Bay has got, that should be very interesting to me. So those are those are a couple I'm kind of looking forward to. Alan, what about you? Uh, Tampa Bay Phoenix 
Phoenix is traveling to Tampa Bay to take on Tampa Bay. I'm pretty stoked about that's one of their out of conference uh, matchups. That one's going to be it's a re a rematch, not really a rematch, a rescheduling of the final for last season. Uh, so I know both teams are going to come out, and that's going to be a, a pretty fun uh, game to watch for sure. Um, and let's see, there was another one that really popped out on this. Um, I think it was was it Vegas? No, it wasn't Vegas. No, I think that's uh, as far as out of conference games, out of schedule. That's the big one that really kind of popped out to me is being kind of a, a doozy of a matchup. Uh, I am trying to go see OC uh, OC in Las Vegas. In Las yeah. Vegas, yeah. Hopefully, I'm not going to do that midnight match. That would be. That would be, well, I'm, I want to go to that one because it's it's like two days before my my forty first birthday, mm. so that'd be like perfect. Just be in Vegas, chilling. Nice. nice. Oh, the Phoenix, New Mexico is another one that's going to be kind of fun. Yes, that's going to be heated. That and the El Paso, New Mexico, for that matter. Yeah, that's in division, so you're going to see that a few times. I think that because Phoenix only sees New Mexico once this year, right? Uh, and it's in Phoenix. I think that one's going to be another fun one to keep. It's going to be spicy. Keep an eye on. Yes. Um, the, I'm uh, looking forward to anything. Really, like a really real full season. Like seriously, I'm like, okay, we had shortened season. We had like smaller groups, and now it's just like, okay, now I can really see how this league runs in a real-ish season. So, um, I'm excited to see Charleston Battery's West Coast through the Southwest tour. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, Glenn says we need names for our rivalries. I'm like, uh, yeah, they could come, they could come naturally too. Let's have the uh, Fairweather pod version of the rivalry sometime. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think that's gonna have to come up. Uh what was it like LA Kings and Ducks tried to like create one? And that was always just like mm, you kind of like need it to be organic. And we're not right. quite at organic yet. Outside of maybe Phoenix, I don't I'm not sure, or Orange County. I'm not sure anything else is really in the works right now. Um Four Corners Cup. No, no, you can't you can't take that name. Four Corners Cup. <laughs> That's already in existence. That's um, already in existence. The uh, uh, Ryan from the USL show, ILM Ryan, um, underscore Ryan, I believe, uh, put out some info about that uh, Charlotte or Charleston versus uh, Orange County match. Apparently, they played, last time they played was 2014 when they were the OC Blues. And uh, I think Charleston won, and they're playing almost almost to the day it's like a, like a week away from uh, almost to the day that they last played so that should be a fun old school matchup as well that one will be in charleston if you want to take that trip to go watch oc charleston um yeah. um places to go i know you asked me this offline places yeah which away match like if you were going to an away match not for soccer reasons so not like, oh, this is going to be a good game, but like a city that you want to go watch a match in because it's in this city. Where are you going, Marissa? Yeah, I think it. Uh, it's probably more in the summer. I forgot what when it is going to be. Oh, where is it? I don't know. Whatever. Um, I want to go to Louisville just because I want to say I'm going to Louisville. That is Saturday, May 22nd. Yeah, it's right before my birthday. Ooh. At the beautiful Lynn Family Stadium. Here it is. Um, no, can't do that because I'm going away for my birthday, which is the next week. And then the Mets come to town, and I'm a Mets fan the next week after that. So it's not happening, but it'll be fun. <laughs> it'll be fun to watch them. Um well, I would like to go to Charleston, even though I don't. We don't play them. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of like I just want to travel again, like without 
I mean, I do usually associate my trips with sports, sporting events. Uh, that's what I did when I used to do for American football. Um, so <clears throat> we'll see what happens. I mean, if I go to Vegas, that's just like a trip to Vegas. So I'll probably go watch a lights match, you know, so. And I want to go to New Mexico and see Chris. Yes. <laughs> Cuisine is happening. Is yeah. it? Isn't it only like one thing? Like no, like it's one? several things. Green oh, chili yeah. makes green chili makes the world go round. Yeah. RGV. Oh, <laughs> that's a terrible away game because it's impossible to get there. Um, <laughs> right. It's like fourteen hours from New Mexico. Right. Like I missed a Portland two game two years ago, but it was Portland two versus Los Dos, and it was the day after the big club played. There was like nobody there. <laughs> was, I literally, I think I said this before. It was like four dollars and fifty cents for two tickets. It was great, the best four dollars and fifty cents I spent. Like the like, it was like you was bought great. a beer and they gave you a ticket, right? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, and it was like air conditioned on the inside, and then you walk out to your seat, and there's like no one there, so there's like no beer line, no bathroom line. It was beautiful. Um, you can do like a, you can plan out a Tacoma and uh, a Seattle trip if it happens to line up. And we have right. that Thursday, May 13th away. Maybe there's a Thursday, Saturday. You can kind of finagle your way Thursday, the 29th up, up in Tacoma. You can fly into SeaTac, go check out the Defiance on Thursday, and maybe check out Seattle on that weekend. Um, so that one might be a fun trip, kind of get a couple days in. Uh, yeah, that New Mexico match. Yeah, the Louisville one I think is like uh, as an away as an interesting one. I think that Louisville mm -hmm. match is probably the one that I would highlight well, if I want to well, see a San Diego match. If I want to just travel, travel. Oh man, where would you go? I've never been to Austin, so that might be kind of a fun little you know little trip. Yeah. You they, would love Austin. Yeah, they even have they even have the the F one racing track around it. Like it's legit. That's cool. Yeah, maybe an Austin away trip. Maybe like a Birmingham away trip. I know we think we've talked about Birmingham before. That I might be a fun little. Oh yeah, that's Alabama. My, yeah, that's with my grandparents. That's where I spent my summers out there, man. OC yeah, road trip. if you can coordinate with like other things that are going on, I'm doing like a a, a conference in Lima, Ohio, which is like some weird ass town, like in the middle of nowhere in <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's near Columbus. I think Loose City, City would be cool because we're going to all take an extra suitcase and try to figure out how to get some legitimate bourbon back, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's what's up? You can hit up the Three Honest Lads for suggestions on that, too. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure they could hook it up. We've got to have them on before that match. All that right. could be a uh, yeah. Get Devin Kerr on, Mike you Watts. Know, that's that's Mike really Watts. exciting, you know, because now we get to like expand out our our network of like people to come on here as guests. So that's exciting. I'm excited about that. And real matches. Maybe we'll be going to F1 race and come with us, Alan. Come with us. Alan. F F1 race. What is what is F? I'm just kidding. I know what F1 is. What is this F1 race you're talking about? Hey man, speaking of that, man, I, I watched Bristol on Monday. It was awesome. I used I used to watch race card racing and then it just was was not my was not my jam anymore. I love my it. jam anymore. Dirt race. It was so awesome. Glenn I've seen did you notice the 11 a.m. game on July 3rd? I didn't see any times, but I might be looking at... It's on the USL site. It all just says TBC. Um, there is almost always like a random weird... I know Orange County always played a weird day game in on a Wednesday, and that was just oh, I didn't see terrible. That but... Um, it might have just been a placeholder. I'm cool with that. Yeah, nice little day drinking, match, right? We haven't woken up early for matches before. I think not. Right, we were in like 11 a.m. is late for waking up for a, a prime <laughs> oh. match. Like 11 a.m., you're like, yes, 
Yes, I get to sleep in. It's not 4.30 in the morning. Yes, <laughs> I know. Oh, 11 a.m. That's funny. I wouldn't mind an 11 a.m. match. Although it's a Saturday. I don't know if I want to wake up that early on a Saturday. But nonetheless, Kids Camp Tuesday. Yeah, that's what it's usually was like. a in, It was always like a kids camp thing where you brought in the kids and you made it like a day event for the kids to watch the match. Because, mm. you know. Seven to nine for some young kiddos is too late. Some kiddos is not. I'm not judging any parental. I'm not a parent, so I'm not judging bedtimes. But you are. You're a pet parent. I'm a pet. Well, my dogs go to bed. <laughs> they sleep all day. They're lazy. We told one of them to get a job. He's he's applying everywhere, but nothing's working out. <laughs> oh, but, man. Lazies. They're all retirement age, though, so that's that's on them. Um, the <laughs> right. Um, the other thing interesting about schedules is out of conference matches. Um, I put out a thing on Twitter that kind of breaks down everyone's not really breaks down, but highlights everyone's out of conference match. Um, and uh, highlighted kind of where those people finished as far as if they're a playoff team and or last place. Um, and if the Pacific Division wasn't tough enough already some of their out of conference matches are crazy hard like vegas gets san antonio el paso and tampa bay like poor poor vegas poor vegas they're probably going to finish next to last with that schedule um <laughs> everyone in our group plays a division winner but tacoma um actually everyone plays uh, and most teams play multiple teams that won their division except for uh, we don't. We only play one. Uh, Orange County only plays one. Oakland only plays one. And Los Dos only plays one. But Vegas plays three. Phoenix plays two. And Sacramento plays two. Uh, so kind of this is where you're going to get in the argument of who has the tough. Well, did he freeze? I want to trade there three out of out of I froze. out of market games. So check that out. It's on my Twitter feed. Uh, if you want to check out what out of conference games everyone has and kind of where they finished last year. Yeah, I was trying to find. Oh, oh there it is. Um, that like that green color was not the green color I chose, but that's what it ended up with on the JPEG. So that's how it posted. It is. It is like you can see that that green from space. <laughs> Oh man. Um, speaking of green, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're not there yet. Um, I'm good for any, uh, I don't know. Do we talk about the home matches now? Yeah. Any of them, uh, any home matches that are exciting to you? Um, the first one, May 29th. May 29th is the day after my birthday, so uh, I'm very excited to celebrate my birthday with all of you all who will be there, hopefully. I don't even know how that's going to work yet. So I think by that time we'll be in orange tier, so that'll be 33% capacity, and uh, I hope that that means media, so we'll hopefully get to be there. So, I'm coming out, man. I'm coming out. Yeah, it's about 2,000 people. It's about 2,000 people. 33%. I think it's maybe a little bit over 2,000 because it's like 6,600. Yeah, that should be a fun one. Hopefully the team is a more exciting than the opening game last season, but they'll have a couple tough matchups under their belt and we'll be raring along in game five by the time we get our first home game. So yeah. I know they'll be excited and uh, they'll have the extra energy um, and excitement to come back home. Yeah, it's a tough opening opening slate. I think uh, Glenn mentioned uh, six of the first seven on the road. That's uh, a tough way to start a season. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just ready for it to start. I'm like so ready. It's a long off season, so to say. I mean, the minute the schedule came out, there was a sort of overwhelming pressure to, to look at your dates and figure out, you know, 
what you could do and mm-hmm. when you're going to have to take off work and you know what I mean? When you're not going to have to and, and then how are other stadiums doing tickets? You know, what wait list do I have to get on? Like it is like mm-hmm. huge to do. Yeah. So big ups to also all the sales reps and all the people managing that throughout the sports world, because it's a new normal at this point. I talked to a sales rep today for the Padres and it was just like sad. (laughs) It's like, he was so exhausted, you know, and it's just like, you know, we're very lucky for the chance that we get to potentially be there. Um, So that's all I'm thinking about, you know, hopefully we'll be able to attend the matches and it was funny because I said games when I was talking (laughs) about Padre Padre games I said Padre's (laughs) matches instead of games and I was like oh my god I've been watching too much soccer so so the best of us it's a good thing though right it's exact opposite of what happened last year where we're like we're not sure what to call things and now it's like (laughs) I'm calling but it's okay I call like uh, practices rehearsals all the time like what's going on in soccer rehearsal I mean but I mean it's (laughs) It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, I think the interesting thing to point out about this, this schedule versus last year is last year, like every three points meant something huge. This right. one's going to be, hey, like we have 10 games to kind of figure things out. They aren't going, you know, great the first couple of matches or, you know, if we go into Louisville and don't walk away with three points, it's going to be like, well, I mean, it's fine. It's all right. No, it's uh, not fine, Alan. We need to win <laughs> every game. No one will take you seriously. None of this fair weather San Diego fan. <laughs> I think this this season you can be a little bit more patient with some folks, unlike last season. Last season was like two games, and you're like, "All right, let's get let's get on this. Let's get on this." No, uh, you gotta set you gotta set some standards. You can't for let, sure. Like can't if you lose to RG. If you lose to RGV and Tacoma Defiance back-to-back weeks, then yeah, let's uh, let's think about what we're doing. But I mean, if you're competitive against the Louisville early in the season and you get a draw on the road, like this is basically like old school USL. You want to win at home and you want to draw on the road. Yeah, like yeah. Last year it was like you need to win all your games. This year, if you win at home and draw on the road, you're ha- going to have a really good shot at, at being in a playoff position. So it's a little bit different mentality as far as fans and as far as like games are concerned where you're looking at uh, like, for example, the June 5th, June 9th, June 12th, you have Phoenix OC and then LA. Like you're going to have to probably rotate some players around in there. And you might not have, you might have to pick a strong side against maybe Phoenix, but then you're rotating guys on the orange County game to bring in a better side for your LA because you know, you want to get three points at home. So this is one of those like, it's a different mentality this season to last season and looking at how long the schedule is. Um, it's going to feel a lot different than last year. Last year was like so fast and like so crazy. Once it got started again, this year is going to, this season's going to feel a little bit more like a marathon and less like a sprint. Um, and um, I, I think we're going to have to be willing to go on that ride a little bit where if you lose three in a row, like last year, you're like, well, there goes the playoffs. And this year it's like, Hey, if we're still in the position to, to fighting for that second, third spot, mm-hmm. uh, like obviously we want to say we're the best in the West and we want to go undefeated, but I think we want to set ourselves up a little bit more mentally, like prepared for how long this season is going to feel. And it's not like the Prem or any of the leagues that we're used to watching outside of MLS where it's like, you know, every three points matters. This is every three points is great, but you're going to have to pick and choose when you go full bore because it is such a long season and it's hot in the summertime. And Phoenix is terrible when it's like 800 degrees at eight and eight at night, uh, which is crazy. We, we don't see Phoenix after J- July 24th. That's so good. We're going to have to do our damage early with that team uh, mm-hmm. to put ourselves in a position to be able to not have to um, play catch up ag- against other teams while because we mm-hmm. don't face them. It's not like last season where we faced them at the end when we got hot and we're able to make up some some uh, mm-hmm. some pace. Well, because those so, are going to be like six pointers for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously the Phoenix matches are going to matter. Obviously the Orange County matches are going to matter. Uh, Los Dos are going to matter. Sacramento going to matter. Like they're all going to matter. But a off night against Tacoma last year was deadly. This year it's like, well, that was unfortunate, and we can be mad, but we can turn the page and do better next week. Big mad, yeah. So we're ready for it to start, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it's good that Bant's going, Alan. (laughs) And I guess the best way to make sure you're there is to uh, buy full season season tickets, and that's what they're getting priority for. There's a bunch of ads. I think it's like sixteen fifty a month. Uh, So I guess that's the best way to get in and hang out. Otherwise, um, games are going to be on ESPN Plus again. Um, I know they have a local. uh, They're working on some local channels, but they haven't announced that yet. So the best way to make sure you're watching those matches is uh, ESPN Plus and season tickets. So yeah, go get those. Go get them tickets. Get them tickets. Get them I, tickets. I do want to. I do want to experience a, a game outside of the role that we play sometimes at games. So matches, games, you know, same thing. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, that's it. we just need games to talk about that's the thing it's like oh look let's talk about this but yeah and it's it's hard to scout some of these guys because some of the teams like tacoma are like non-existent yet as far as who's actually going to be on that team um i mean obviously we kind of know what orange county is going to be like and uh hopefully we can check out some of their preseason matches uh, we know Phoenix is going to be good offensively, uh, but it's been a little bit shaky defensively in preseason. But then again, it's preseason, uh, and it doesn't really matter. And, you know, it's hard to base what is going to happen in the regular season on the preseason. But, sure. um, yeah, we'll start breaking down some rosters. Uh, we'll start getting ready to uh, chat about uh, what's coming up in the season and kind of previewing some of the earlier matches, highlighting some of the teams and maybe some of the players, maybe bringing some people in to talk yeah. about them and be experts on those teams. But everything right now is very under lock and key. Um, so it's really hard to uh, break through that noise to figure out mm-hmm. what these teams are going to look like and act like um, outside of maybe like your, your standard Phoenixes and Louisville's. Whoa. Even orange, even yeah, whoa, 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 it's like VUL, Louisville. It's not even like Louisville, like like a rapper, it's like Louisville. Love it. It's not like we do know that, like, I mean, we did win a match on Sunday, and it was like. A first, a first of a first was, rivalry, and we got updates via Twitter, and that was cool. But it was have been so not. I mean, okay, like I'm biased towards 1904. Y'all know, right? Like it's it's my it's my baby a little bit. I have so, I have to root for them, right? A little right. bit, but but I'm also like, man, couldn't score one, and you let that happen. Like okay, so I don't know if it's a good gauge of like how well like loyal is sinking or just how bad 1904 is because we weren't there like to see each play like we saw the end like in the goals and stuff like that. So um, you're right about the lock and key stuff. Like we can only gauge it based on what we're getting via Twitters or score totals and stuff like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I, I was a little bit disappointed the first time San Diego played 1904. It was behind closed doors. I think if it was like, hey, we played once, so now we want to schedule a friendly behind closed doors. Sure. I think the first time those play, teams play each other, and I would put like, I would even put like ASC San Diego or like Chula Vista, like any of those teams, like the first time you play those, it's a pretty historic event. Like it's yeah. the first time you have a chance for these teams to actually play each other. I was right. a little bit bummed um, that that basically no watch, even if it was a friendly and it doesn't matter. And yeah, they're you know 
it might have been men against boys. I don't know. Like I, I think uh I think that it was a little bit of a disappointment for and I think they were trying to schedule a different friendly, but would they have let people in if it was like Sholos or something? Like I think no. these historic events or these like they got it right last year. Mm-hmm. And I think I understand like COVID is a different like so it's like maybe we um we that until we can actually play maybe we put that in a in an off week when we have a friendly in the midseason to mm-hmm. have people show up and be able to witness this historic event in the history yeah. of this club and 1904's club like it's not just loyal yeah. it's 1904 as well like this is a big thing um mm-hmm. sorry i <laughs> sneak us in as a water boy um i think you would have been i think you would have been uh would have been caught i think they would have recognized you with the yeah. glasses and the mustache, uh, I think they would have and snuck in like boom, 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 boom. Um, Could have just come up through the canyon like a like a snake and the coyote, like through the canyon would have been kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I can, I mean, I can understand why you want to keep things quiet and keep as many people away from the team as possible for safety reasons. Like, I get all of those reasons. I get it. Like, I'm not mad that they are doing it. I was just disappointed that we weren't able to see that game um, because what it meant for the community, what it meant for the teams, like it was just, mm-hmm. it was a bummer. We're going to redo, I guess sometime soon, hopefully. A mulligan. A mulligan. All right. Cause if no one watched it, did it really happen? No, that's right. True. You're right. We can just, we can just pretend. Well, yeah, and then the next time they can like do away with all the Anchorman references because so played out, so played out. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I think when you own it, it's different than outside people. But yeah, there was there was definitely some people who were not happy with the large amounts of Anchorman references for the El Clasico, Stay Clasico, whatever we're gonna call Stay that Classico. one. Yeah. Stay classy, <laughs> I said the Dago Derby, but Drew vetoed that. So, oh yeah, because we don't call it Dago. People yeah, do. what what are you doing, man? It's not Dago. Six one nine. I don't know. I guess we'll have to revisit it next time they play each other. Uh, nine. No, it's not, Danny. It's not a reference to. A reference? No, it's not. To Anchorman. It's not because I gave the suggestion to what's his name, um, Daryl and Steve, and Steve and Daryl then told uh, Ricardo, and Ricardo told it to the owners, and I said 1904 because of S and D. So it's not, a, and I had at that point had never seen Anchorman because it's so overplayed in San Diego. So I was like over it. So it's not a reference to Anchorman, even though people like to think it is. So you heard it here first, or hey, that's actually pretty sick that it's 1904 is an That's tight. Yeah, it just happens to be the year that he mentions that San Diego is founded by the Germans. Yeah, yeah, it just happens <laughs> to be. It's not. I think I've not I, seen I, that I, movie yet. So. I would like. I would say that they probably knew 1904 was a reference that people refer to San Diego as, and then they included it. No, in they the... did. I don't. I don't believe they did at all. She said, "Cap." No. <laughs> no. No, I don't believe they knew that at all. Uh, she said, it's a co- coincidence. She said, she said, "Cap." <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring on Ricardo because he hasn't been on our show, and we'll we'll see if they knew about it because I don't believe they did at all. So, anyways, you, you didn't you didn't know that Eden Hazard and Demba Ba were huge Anchorman fans? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> Demba Ba, no, no. Uh, I mean, they weren't even at the match, so I can't be that mad. Um, not that I'm not even sure what Eden Hazard is up to these days, besides like eating his body weight and snacks. <laughs> Sholos match will be this summer. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good call with the Sholos match. Um, there's a couple of gaps in uh, in the season uh, where there's kind of a a gap of games between. Uh, there's a gap between October 9th and 17th, 
Uh, and there's another big one around the, uh, well, that's not really a big gap. Uh, there's one in the middle of the summer as well in July, uh, the 3rd and the 14th. So you might see something pop up in there. Uh, I know they've come up and played uh, Orange County in the summer um, a couple of years ago, and they brought a huge crowd. It was even, uh, it was definitely not expected. I don't think they were expecting the huge crowd to come up because I don't think they really paid it that much attention. But um, a wrestling reference, Ray Mysterio. I don't know that one. I'm not a wrestler. Yeah, no, Ray Mysterio Jr. Yeah. Or we could do like a, an actual weatherman from San Diego is named John. John Coleman. So. Six, 619 when they deliver that knockout <laughs> to any team. Who's the girl who does it for goals games? What is her name? It's like clearly not her name, but it's like a weather girl. And she is like, oh my goodness. And the name is like escaping me, but she does the weather report at goals games. And I'm like, no way that is her actual name. It's like Aloha Taylor or something like that. Oh, that's her name. <laughs> is it? I think so. <laughs> I think whether people have to make like Dallas Reigns is not it's like not <laughs> that's funny. Dallas Reigns. Sunny San Diego. Sunny Diego. Anyways, uh well, we're you know, going there's, off the tangent there, here. There is a, a Marissa Cali who happens to live in California, right? so anything's Ooh. possible. Yeah, true. Yeah, That's Dallas Dallas Reigns is a weatherman. He's a meteorologist with KBC TV. That's something like it can't be their real names. Either that or like my name's Dallas Reigns. I should definitely be a meteorologist. Yeah. Like, he's related. Name? He's related to Roman Reigns. Oh my WWE. gosh. <laughs> We're getting too off on a tangent. We need it's to okay. end this. It's done. Just, just go with it. Just go with I just it. really I, I'm like way too late to get into wrestling. Like I would have to spend so much time educating myself. Like I just it's over for me. Like I'm it's just not something I'm ever going to get into. And I respect those who like it, but that is just a world. That's like trying to like hop into Game of Thrones like season five and try to figure out who all these people were. You're like, nope, not gonna do it. Tapping out. That's me. Oh, man. All right, kids. Where can we find you? Chris? You can find me on Twitter at by Chris Walker. Where can I find you, Alan? You can find me uh, probably sleeping on the couch. Um, nice. <laughs> you can Party find me time. at Underwood48 on the Twitter machines. And you guys can find me at hashtag Marissa on the Twitter machines and Instagram if you really care to see my motivational messages and pretty pictures. We are done for this week. We'll be back next week at the same time, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Once again, this is brought to you by the BGN fam. FM. I say fam. Fam. Same thing, right? It works both ways. The BGN.FM. Yeah. FM could stand for fam as well. The BGN fam. Shout out to the BGN fam. We will see you next week. Bye, kids. Bye.